You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. So we go to Scripture. It's Proverbs 6, verse 20. And it's, uh, it's, it's you know, uh, David writing to Solomon. And my son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. And sometimes you'll wonder like, you know, oh my gosh, like why do they have uh, the ladies preach? Why do you have, you know, an Amy Pugh? Why do you have a beautiful Becca Craig? Why do you have a beautiful, you know, Pastor Lorraine? Why do you have the, the girls get up and preach? And it's because every healthy home Yep. has a father's commands and a mother's instruction. Right. Every healthy home, every healthy home, misogyny never produces health. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever you see a misogynistic, it's a perversion of Scripture. It's a, it's a distortion of what the Bible says. When, you know, Paul, they always quote Paul when he's writing to Corinth and when he's writing to uh, Ephesians, uh, the Ephesus, in both, in both cases, both of those cities are Greek cities where they worship female deities, where the women were out of control. They, they, the men were passive, the men were... And so Paul was writing in correction. So in this house, you need to understand uh, some of God's greatest men are women. And, uh, and in this house, we recognize for a healthy home, yes. mama's voice and papa's voice in a healthy house of God in a healthy church, mama's voice and papa's voice. Amen. I just thought I would start with that. Amen. Yes. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Let's go. Give it up for our powerful ladies. Well, and we're in the series now, The Future is Family. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that actually came from a, a response, right? So in yeah. 2015, Hillary Clinton said, the future's female. And then there right. were, you know, t-shirts everywhere, the future's female, all out there. So you had a great response to that. So do you want to speak into The Future is Family? I did. Well, the first time I heard it, well, to start with, you got to look at the person who was saying it. Amen. So, before before Amen. you before you gobble down somebody's words, look at the tree that the fruit is coming. Oh, but, so, and I'll say this, and and I don't want to, I don't need to disparage Mrs. Clinton, but I will say this: I can judge the fruit. Yes. And the fruit is nobody can say the future is female or say their women's rights when they are pro late-term abortion and have zero zero care or regard or value for the least of these, the woman in utero. So straight away, she revealed herself as a hypocrite. However, I will say this, the future is female. It just, the the minute I heard it, it, it immediately did not sit right with me. I knew it was a demonic sentence sent to not not put value on women or esteem women in a healthy way and of course we need to do all those things but rather it was a strategic and subtle war on men so it wasn't about the elevation of women as much as it was the let's just toss men out who needs a man well we need you come on and we want you even more than needing you and we do we want you and i think it's so wicked to divide what God called to be together, for what God called to work in unison. So the future is not male. The future is not female. The future is male and female. The future is family. We work together. And anything aside from that is not God's design, and it it won't bear good fruit. 
And we, and we see it resonate around the world. And I was concerned when I saw a lot of Christian women gobbling it up and wearing the T-shirts. And I'm like, all right, we have to have a healthy response because it's one thing to be annoyed and agitated about something that's said that's negative. It's quite another to have a, a God response that brings life. And that's what we're called to do as the church. So the future is family. Yes. Come on. Yeah. So good. And, and, and what I love about that was Leanne was the first to pick it up because yeah. she's very, very um, prophetically kind of sensitive. And she said, this just doesn't land right. It sounds empowering. It sounds, yeah, yeah. you know, more power to the That's women and women's rights. That's always the best when and, it's subtle, yeah. But it was, it, you know, it, it came after you know, men, and it went to emasculate, emasculate men. It, so it we saw two things happen, at, yeah, exactly at the same time. We saw the future is female and masculinity is toxic all in one era. And you've, you've, got to, you've, you've got to read between the lines here of what this is. This isn't about the elevation of men. This is about ridding the world of its strength, of its masculine wow. strength. I don't want a world without masculine strength. I, I don't want to go fight the, the whoever, the, the current enemy. I won't put a name there just in case. I, like, I, we want protectors. We want providers. We, want, we need men to be strong in the most healthy ways. Yeah. And, and what's so beautiful, Matt, is, is when, you look at, when you look at the way that God designed it, you know, he created Adam first. And then he said it's not good for man to be alone. And so then he created a helper the Bible says comparable to her, mm. to be yeah. his helper. Right. And she, she wasn't there to compete with him. Wow. She was there to compliment him. Yeah. Wow. And I think that when, when it's either male or female, it's, it's broken, it's wrong because, you know, and it took me almost 20 years to, to, to realize this, that Leanne and I, many of our fights, many of our arguments was on... You know, who got the most sleep or who didn't get enough sleep or who, you know, did the Who's most chores around tired. the house or <laughs> who was the last person to change the diaper or, you know, who, right. whatever it was. Yep. And so we were, we, were, we were competing and because we were competing, there was no peace. Yeah. And it wasn't until God kind of penetrated this thick skull and said, I didn't give Leanne to you to compete with you. Like, you, you're a fool if, if you see your strength and her strength at odds against each other. If you can bring her strength and add to your... If one sets flight to a 1,000, the Bible says two, 10,000. So then I began to realize that, my God, like, the, the Leanne, Leanne thrives under my strengths. Wow. My strength should lead in the home. Wow. You know, can she change a tire? Well, I don't want to find out. That's my job. I don't think I you know, can. can. Can she change the oil on the car? She shouldn't have to. There are things that, well, that's just misogynist. Are you saying a woman can't change a tire? Well, knock yourself out. But, but you, God designed you to do greater things, to do better things than that. Yeah. And so we, we, we have a saying that, you know, my job is to provide her with a house. Wow. But when I look, when I walk in through the doors, my front doors, yeah. I may have provided the house, but my God, she has given me a stunning home. The furniture, the fragrances, the artwork, the layout, the rugs, it's, it's I could never do that. And it's, it's this beautiful symbiosis that a, that a man might provide, you know, groceries, but 
her cooking, my God. Yep. Oh my God. She's amazing cook. Unbelievable. And so this is, it's a compliment. And, and, and I think that the first thing you've got you've to just smash is, is the competing. And absolutely, when you're courting, when you're courting, like, oh, my gosh, you like movies? I like movies. You like romantic strolls on the beach? I like romantic strolls. You like, like pina coladas? Yeah. And getting caught in the rain? I'm not in a health food, and I have half of, well, the other half of the brain. And so... That's a song. It's a song. But what, what we found was that, that we dated on things that we were, uh, you know, in alignment, in agreement with. Right. But as soon as you get married, let me just tell you this. As soon as you get married, Talk about it. the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit will go to work to make you opposites. Wow. It's Him. He will make you opposites. Why? Why would he do that? Well, number one, opposites attract. Right. Now, also, opposites can attack. Yeah. So we're trying to minimize the attack and increase the attract. But if you look at any, any bridge, like if you're in San Francisco and you, you see the Golden Gate Bridge, it's a stunning bridge, but it's held up by high steel wires. In fact, in the concrete is high intensity, high uh, the tensile steel in there. And... Uh, Tension is two forces pulling in, us in opposite directions. If you're erecting a tent, you, you pull one rope this way, put a peg in the ground, it's got to be taut, and then you do it on the other side, and you have two forces pull. So when the wind blows, the tent remaining up is, is dependent upon the two forces wow. pulling in opposite directions. Wow. God is trying to build your house. He's trying to build your... And let me just tell you, I was a fool, Pastor Matt, because I, I grew up in dysfunction mm. and I felt like I had leverage if I was strong in an area and she was weak that I could use that as collateral in an argument not realizing that, that God made me need her and in the same way, thank God, she needs me. And it's this beautiful compliment. Yeah. And I'm telling you, as soon, as soon as that revelation hit, my eyes opened and I thought, my God. Like I, I was already married to the most beautiful woman, but she is exquisite. She is extraordinary. She wow. is stunning. She is bright. She is brilliant. She is creative. She is perfect. It's just like the whole can open. Wow. Come on. Okay. Tension. I love it. Yeah, we just got in a fight last week. No, two days ago. It was Sunday. <laughs> I got a question on this. So there's a learning curve, and it feels like the curve moves a lot because you think you figured it out and you didn't. Yeah. Like, for instance, you might pick Sunday, 45 minutes before church, to stand your ground on a <laughs> generational cycle that you tell your wife she needs to break right now she's doing her hair. You might do, I mean, hypothetically, someone could do that. That being said... Andy Pugh. I can't... <laughs> Where's your time? Pastor Andy. Andy. <laughs> Amy. Oh, Andy. But there's a, you have an infamous story of the learning curve of marriage uh, when you're 18, your birthday gift. And I'm just curious, like, what if, with the learning curve, maybe share that story, but the learning curve, like, what, what tips can you give us to continue yeah, to grow together? Yeah, help us through the tension. Because there's times to I just want to, like, well. leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get my Starbucks, well, regroup, I, I, and then we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so we need help. Yeah, yeah. you can do that. 
Well, well, they're, they're talking about the first, so when we got married. When I know, we got we're married, opening Leanne up was, a lot of questions. Leanne was 17 and a half, and <laughs> yes. then it was her 18th birthday. And we got married when I was 17, in case you didn't know that. Wow. So I was 17 when I got married. We've been married 30 years. So I Come celebrated on. my 47, yeah, my, thank you. Uh, I celebrated my 18th birthday as a yeah. wife. Five, yeah. five months after we got married, so 18th birthday. And I was just so stupid. I just had, <laughs> oh dear Jesus. So I didn't realize, because for a boy, if you tell a boy you're handsome, like I can live on that for six months. <laughs> yeah. Like I get out of the shower, I'm flexing, and I'm like, <laughs> right. Leanne told me in April. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, she got it right. That's how I, that's how that's a boy. But I didn't realize that's not a girl. So Leanne was always saying, Does my butt look big in there? So I'm kinda of like, well, from some you know, and I'm just stupid. So that is the one time you're allowed to lie yes. and God's not looking and la la la. And anyway, so she's like, Oh man, I feel like I'm putting on weight and da 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 and and so this one night we're we're out watching a movie and she's falling asleep and then the infomercials come on. And, and it says, you know, and they always have models on the infomercials and the thigh blaster. Do you have, you know, a big buttocks? Do you have unsightly thigh? You know, are you putting on the thigh blaster? And I'm just, and she's asleep and I'm thinking, oh, this is just, I was trying to figure out what to get her for her birthday and now there's an ad. I hear you, Lord. And he's like... My fingers aren't on this train wreck. I got nothing to do with this. Wash that's, my hands. that's the other guy. It's the devil. He's running around with a pitchfork going, <laughs> and, you know, and because he just deceived me. So I get I get my phone and I call the number, you know, four easy payments of twenty four ninety five, you know, and I buy. And so I was so excited. We had a guy in our church who worked in a high end department store that does gift wrapping all year round. So I took it. I even that idiot didn't even. Well, he was single, so he probably didn't know. But that idiot could have talked me out. What are you doing? You? But anyway, he gift wrapped it for me. So with this beautiful gift wrap, big bow. And so I delivered on her, you know, on her birthday. And I'm like, honey, sit up. Sit up in bed. And, and I thought, you know, for a boy, because for a boy, everything is it, bigger is better. Yeah. Right. That's how a boy just thinks. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's in a big box. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's big. <laughs> Now, if I would have turned up with something a little box, right. which I've learned over the years, yeah. a little we box boxes. from a jewelry store, Tiffany's, is far greater than a bit. But I was stupid; <laughs> I didn't realize that back then. So I'm like, "Honey, open it." She's like, "What is it?" I'm like, "Open it and see." And she's like, "I don't even want to tear the paper." I'm like, "You don't have to." I'm keeping the bow. Keep the bow. <laughs> And she pulls, and she just sees the word thigh. She looks at me, and I'm, and I'm still in here. I'm like, keep going, keep, keep going, keep going. And she pulls the other side back and says, blaster. And I'm like, did I do good? Did I do good? And I just watch her little bottom lip go, oh, no. You think I'm fat. And it was like the... This year was the we first survived. year that I felt like, yes. well, I said to Leanne, so, you know, 30 years in, I got her a birthday present like about 10 days early and I'm like, Leanne, I'm so excited. And then I remember the last time 
I felt this excited was oh, that God. moment. And I'm like, what if? What if I'm just as jacked up? And so I was, so I took her out before her birthday and I'm like, honey, I just, little caveat, I, this is exactly the same, but hopefully wisdom has gotten in. Hopefully you're, you've trained me over the years, but I think I did better. You did so good. Come on. Nailed Come on. It. Woo! The learning curve. Nailed it. Yeah. So, but even, even today, did you want to tell that story today on, what, or no? Or yeah. Was it? Yeah, we can tell that story. About snowboarding? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, good. share. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know whether it relates to presence, but it relates to, or, or honour in that way, but I yeah. guess it relates to just the, the different roles that the husband and wife can play. And um, so I used to snowboard and was terrible at it. I spent more time bruised and beaten and bloody. I was like Zoolander, I couldn't turn right. <laughs> like, I literally could not turn right. Every time I tried to turn right, I would like eat the snow, catch an edge and eat the snow. So I was done. I was just decided I was done. And then of course we move here part-time to Salt Lake City and where there's snow everywhere. And so Jürgen is determined for me to become a snow person, a skier. And honestly, I am not known for my coordination, but I am known for my persistence. However, I... Uh, thank you. And strength, he said. I'll take it. Uh, She's very, very strong. <laughs> but, but we got into so many battles because I'm not sure about you, but I, I'm being born and raised in Australia. I'm not good at pretending. And I couldn't pretend that I liked it. I'm like, I'm in pain. I'm cold. Everything is heavy. I have to lug everything everywhere. I feel like like some kind of Sherpa gypsy getting from the car to the mountain with sticks and boots and things I can't describe. And I'm cold, but then I'm hot. And then I'm just like, nope, I'm done. I'm going to have a glass of Prosecco in front of the fire and call it a day. But he's, he's determined for me to... And, and I'm telling you, on the way down, and I'm petrified and I'm shaking because I've got all this PTSD from snowboarding where I ate it and all these bruises and concussions. And then um, he's like, babe, you can do it. You can do it. I'm like, I don't like you. You're, you're a faith bully. I called him a faith bully because he wanted me to, he wanted me to, to learn so bad. I'm like, I don't have to be good at everything. He was like, babe, you can. And it's amazing. You know what? I went, I did the bunny slopes with no shame. I learned some, some moves. And then today, two, two green runs and then on the blue runs and Look at that. Ask her, Let's go. Ask her how many times in six runs, ask her how many times did she fall? I, I didn't fall. The only time I fell was when I all. was taking my skis yeah, off in front of a crowd of people. <laughs> she waits for a crowd. So There's always going to be a crowd. The humiliation factor was at an all-time high, but I But she I was it. amazing. But it was, it, was, it was tense in the chairlift on the way oh. up, and I had to navigate because she is very, very strong, and I, I need her. I want her to be strong. But at the yeah. same time, so I had to navigate. So but I, I appreciate now on the other side where I'm like, I really enjoy this mm. now. And I got to spend was, the day with my kids yeah. and the day with you. And, and you conquered it. It was I, so beautiful. I conquered the snow it. was coming down. Yeah, I felt proud of myself. She has fantastic I'm not, style. I'm not a great skier, but I can do it. And it I was, was one proud of, those, of you. Yeah. Well, can I just say that yeah. I was grateful that you persisted and, and wow. you were strong even when you could have just said, well, stuff you then, go down and have your Prosecco in front of the fireplace. But you actually were like, babe, you can do it. 
you can get over your fears. It's okay. Look at all these little kids screaming past. Shh, shh, shh. Those kids are so annoying, by the way. Yeah, they, they really are. <laughs> I want See, my kids to be those like. kids, no, but no. I also am annoyed by I those know. kids. I know. It's like, why are you so good? But, um, yeah, but I, I'm grateful that you didn't let my iciness and my name-calling stop you wow. from pushing me to do what you knew I could do. And honestly, oh, if, if, if I'm honest, that, that's... Uh, that he's been that my whole life. I'm one of five girls. I was born in a rural town in a little, uh, a little part of Australia called Wollongong. Dairy farmer's daughter, I was number four of five. So I was, I was at the relaxed end of parenting <laughs> where there were very few demands put on me. So I never had, I wasn't like born like Dr. Matt. Like, yes. I'm going to chase lions. I'm yes. like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. And I, I have no real goals. I wasn't pumped oh. out of my brains for Vision Sunday. I was yeah. just happy to live life. And, um, but he saw things in me that I didn't see in myself and oh, then so persisted in, in a beautiful strength, not a unkind strength, not a dominating strength, not a bullying strength, but like a a godly strength, a wow. strength that had beautiful boundaries on it because he knew there was something in his wife that she couldn't see and that his strength and leadership as a husband and his love would draw it out. And so, oh yeah, so when I first preached, let me tell you this story, that was hilarious. <laughs> so we can, we can be real and have these conversations because we are real. We've had every yeah. fight known to man Come on. in public and not in public. <laughs> We had to learn that early on because, because we would just fight in public and because we started out in ministry in another country away from my parents who are functional and Jürgen's parents who were, were dysfunctional, we were kind of left alone to work it out ourselves in wow. another country. So we wow. would just like get into fights like constantly and just ruin atmospheres. We'd be at a dinner party and be like, right, you know. So we had, all, we had all these dysfunctions that needed to be worked out. But then he said to me, we were leading a youth ministry in Australia. He's like, babe, I want you to preach. I want you to get up and share a word. I'm like, there ain't no flipping way. I'm getting up on a stage, holding a microphone and speaking to people. That is my worst fear, my worst nightmare. He's like, Babe. But I could see it in her. I could yeah. see this so word. I could see this wisdom. And she was naughty and mischievous when we got married. She was so funny. Come on. And, but she had to kind of step into, you know, because I was like the sanguine. But when I stopped and allowed her to be her, I'm like laughing. She is mispersonality. Oh, yeah. She's totally. And so I thought that on a platform with the Holy Ghost, yeah. like she's a deadly weapon. So I'm yeah. like, babe, it's our Phenomena Youth Conference. Yeah. And we had like 5,000, you know, teenagers turning up to this conference. And I'm like, you're speaking. Oh, and and it, was, uh, it was a bit of a compliment. And so, but she gave me a little bit of initial resistance and I then accepted it. I gave you initial, it. but I accepted it because I always, I, I, I don't ever want to say no. That's the mm -hmm. truth. That, I guess, is a strength yeah. of mine. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. But then as time ticks forward, I have all these doubts. Like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> and so that night before I'm due to get up, yeah, the night before, before I'm due to get up and speak at the conference, I was lying in bed next to him. I said, I'm not doing it tomorrow. I'm not doing it, and you can't make me. I am woman, hear me roar. The future is female. No, I'm just kidding. And, and, he, and I'm just like 
almost, if I can be honest, like almost manifesting a spirit of fear and intimidation. Like, I, I cannot do this. I probably was. No, it's fine. I could admit it. And then you know what? He, again, he didn't let me off the hook. Wow. And I am so grateful. Yeah. And I reckon, actually, there are a lot of husbands out here and you let your wife oh, off the hook. Good. And you shouldn't because wow. what lies on the other side of the strength of your beautiful, wow. loving leadership so is... is the, the prize of wow. a woman and a wife and a child of God that she was always meant to be. That's and amazing. so anyway, I keep going. That's and I'm like, at this point, I'm getting physical because I'm an Australian. I'm a scrapper. I know how to throw down. <laughs> so I'm like writhing. You can't make me. And he just puts his arms around me and starts to laugh and go, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, which makes it worse. <laughs> so I got, I leaned over. I saw his arm there around my... Oh, yeah, and you started praying in the spirit, which made it even worse. You were winding up all the devils that didn't want to leave. And uh, he had his arms around me like that. And I thought, you know what I'll do? And I got my mouth and I bit him so hard. I bit him on the arm. And he still would not be dissuaded. And he continued to laugh and he continued to... Pray. Or hit him with the thigh blaster if it was yeah. Him. <laughs> I don't even know what happened to that. Yeah. Thank God she got rid of that. I always would have had a thigh blaster to the head. But the next day she preached and I she, did she never looked back. She never looked yeah. back. She was such a. I feel like that's standout. our married life. I've I've had fears. I've had intimidations. I've had doubts, confusions, and he's really beautifully persisted and persevered wow. with me till I've had breakthrough. And I, I think that is a huge part of being a husband. Like, nobody gets a perfect spouse. We just have to choose how much dysfunction we can deal with wow. at the beginning. Like, wow. anybody... I got one. What? You perfect did not spouse. stop my line in church. Um, <laughs> but I would... I would say this, you know, we talk a lot about the list and we have all these demands of what and God's going to bring me, Boaz, and he's going to have no issues or problems. And, wow. and it's so not real life. Yeah, talk about on, it. On either end of the woman or the man. And I think we, fool, we, we destroy our chances by living that way. You are going to marry someone who has a level of fear, insecurity, control, other different things that as you walk through this thing called marriage together with that third part of the threefold called Jesus Christ, if you stay committed to Him, together you will sharpen one another. So I had fear and intimidation and insecurity and I thank God that I had a leader of a husband who would not let me off the hook and now I live in the fruit of that. Oh, that's so good. I spoke at the biggest women's conference in the entire universe. Yes, you did. I mean, I, like this is only Jesus, only yeah. a good husband could have. I wonder what your spouse would be like if you would just be a little bit more beautifully strong and perseverant, my friends. And also I, for Jürgen, there were times for him where, you know, like he being an eldest child, he could, I mean, gosh, he had to deal with some control issues and some other things that I had to really kind of address in him. Mm. And it was that iron sharpening iron. Yeah. So now after 30 years, like, this is my best friend. Oh. There's no one else in the world I want to be with. Marriage only gets better when you do it with God and you're obedient to his leading. Wow. So, 
They so can be good. our future. What? They can be our future. That's what I pray. Amen. <laughs> um, I'm going to lean into your strengths, and you lean into mine. I got you, That's baby. what we just learned. Where's this, we still got gold we can pull. Okay, yes. <laughs> but actually, do you see the time? We got to do one more question. One more. I, I, you guys want at least one more? Yes. That's what I thought. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to hit on... <laughs> All right. Well, this could swag way there. So, you know, we're in SLC. Well, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. So... I just realized that because of sex, my son and my beautiful daughter-in-law is here. Can you guys come on? This is, this is my son, Ash <laughs> Matesius, his beautiful wife, Aubrey Matesius. They are youth pastors at Dream City Church in Phoenix, Arizona. Woo! Two of the greatest communicators, and I believe they're going to come yeah, here at some point and preach. We're so excited. Marissa, we're you will you love them. I can't yeah, wait. Get ready to come Sorry back. on that. No, I just, uh, you know, Obviously, yeah. Should Salt we talk Lake about City. our experience when we first came here when we were looking at houses? Yeah, we can share that. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> Salt Lake City. You know, founded <laughs> Joseph Smith Brigham Young has a very interesting past with polygamy and just obviously a lot of dysfunction in relationships there. And so I would just I wanted to pose the question of what is like healthy look like and I said our experience with the house because when we were house shopping we ran into a polygamous house so it was they were shocked and I was shocked everyone was shocked everyone was shocked and so it's still happening I didn't know you know but it's like it was all here so yeah so there's that but then also just what was what's so obviously we see dysfunction yeah function so so there's a couple of things The, the first the first greatest advice that I that I ever heard was from People who are still our friends, they married 30 years as well. Alan and Ellen Hood from Tauranga, New Zealand. And he was preaching in our youth group and he said something that was just like a, just a burden lifted off me. It was so powerful. He said, there is no man or woman that will ever complete you. Wow. Only Jesus Christ. Wow. And, and I thought, my God, that is it just took all the pressure off that, hey, you've got to be A, B, and C. The second, second lesson that I learned, I remember I had this, this, this uh, couple in our church that were a little bit older than me. I was a youth pastor, and my senior pastor was away preaching. So the counseling session fell to me. So I do the counseling. She doesn't turn up. It's just him. And he's trying to tell me that she doesn't have appreciation for his gift of appreciating art. And I'm like, flip the guy like Vincent van Gogh and she doesn't, golly. And so I felt the Holy Spirit say, ask him what kind of art. And I'm like, Lord, you know, whether it's Da Vinci, whether it's like, really? And the Holy Spirit's like, no, you need to ask. I'm like, holy. And so finally, stupid is, I ask. I said, oh, what kind of art are you into? He goes, well, you know, the female form. And the Holy Spirit Uh says, he's trying to spiritualize pornography. And so he's saying how he you know, just appreciates the female form and what God made and, you know, it's art. And I said, you've got a porn addiction. <laughs> you know, and, so, and so Brigham Young, Joseph Smith, the polygamy, all that kind of stuff is just, uh, it's, 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 it's a religious trying to spiritualize a lust issue. No man can satisfy, no woman can satisfy, only Jesus satisfies. Once you figure that out, 
Everything else is complimentary. Wow. And everything else is brilliant. So as soon as I learned that there's no man that can satisfy you, no, no woman that can satisfy you, Jesus satisfies, don't bring lust in. Lust, lust seeks to get at the other person's expense. Wow. Love gives at your expense. If you have two people that love one another, two people that love one another, I want to give to Leanne at my expense. And then she's like, well, hang on, I want to give. And it's just beautiful. No one's taking. Both people are giving. Both people are appreciative. And love deepens. When lust comes in, lust seeks to objectify and it seeks to take. And I'm not sure if you ever felt like where you were taken advantage of. It's like you, you sign for you know a loan on a car or something and then you find out it's a 9% interest rate or, or you know, the guy sold you a lemon and, you know, nobody likes being taken advantage or taken from. And uh, God, the Bible even says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So God, at his expense, gave for our benefit because it's how love works. And so, you know, protecting love, I think, is, is the, the greatest thing and letting love be that central theme. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's that's so good. And I think what you hit on there too is such a, a common problem that it probably takes a little bit, I think, some time to maybe go the long way around. Because I think the statistics right now of men with pornography problems is, I believe it's around 70% of church goers. So we have to understand we are in a pornography-soaked world that, that pushes it like it's... They're not looking for it in a lot of cases, but it's trying to find them. And so we have to be understanding and compassionate of that issue. It shouldn't be, men, an issue that causes you shame. It should be an issue that causes you to to engage with the right person or people to get it dealt with. And I will say this. In our, in our church, we have uh, Awaken Recovery that actually speaks into the addiction cycle around things, not, not just drugs and alcohol, but also pornography, because it is one of the greatest destroyers of marriage, yes. intimacy, romance. And don't you think God wants things to be better than they've been? Yes. Come and, on. And he, he created sex, so the creator of sex knows how to Fix it when it's broken. So don't wow. don't let it remain in the shadows. Right. Bring it out into the light. I think half of the time that's that's the biggest part of breakthrough is just actually saying, I have this issue and wow. allowing the Lord to come in as well as other people, not just the Lord. You need other people who are accountable to as well who can help walk you through to break it once and for all um, and, and really deal with that issue so you're not dragging it into your marriage but you're, you know, you're, you're killing it once and for all. Come on. Yeah. I love that. And, and it can, it, it's possible. For those of you who think, ah, you know, it's impossible. I've seen it. I've heard the testimonies. We've been pastors for 30 years. There ain't nothing you can't tell me that would shock me at this point. So I, I want you to understand that, that, that it's fixable. This is not a life sentence unless you wish it to be. And, and then for the girls also, I think there is something to be said for those lists, those yeah. lists you write. And those demands you put and those romantic comedies is almost like, in a lot of ways, female porn that set you up for a, a, a life of non-reality. Wow. Stinking Nicholas I mean, Sparks. I will say it. I will say it in all my Australian glory, but I don't know whether 
refined Salt Lake people would appreciate it. So I'll put it this way. You're going to, hopefully you're going to marry a real man. So there are noises and fragrances that, you know, like I, a burping, farting sex machine is maybe, but, but you never see this. Not you, babe, I'm talking about others. You're amazing. But no, here's what I want to say. I'm trying, I'm trying to not shock you. I'm trying to just, like, I need to, to break something here because if you think that Ryan Gosling and, I mean, think Uncle Buck, more Uncle Buck, less Ryan Gosling, and you're going to be ready for... You wrote me every day. But how fun is Uncle Buck? Come on, he's a riot. Oh my You're a right also. But I just, I want to put that in your, your thinking. I think there are a lot of women that toss out a great product because of below average packaging. Wow. Yeah, and can, can I just say this just on that? Wow. That uh, I honestly believe that Leanne is more beautiful today than when I fell in love with her and married her you know, at 17 and a half. Like, she is, like, and I was beside her then. And many, many years ago, it wasn't that case. And I felt God say to me that, you know, Leanne is a product of your husbandry. Wow. And, uh, and I realized that she was the product of my leadership or lack thereof. Mm. And, uh, you know, because I was, I didn't know how to lead, so I was overarching, controlling, you know, almost to the point of abuse. Mm. And, um, and so, and you can't abuse a plant and it thrive. Wow. You've got to learn to water it and you've got to learn to put it into sunlight. Yeah. It's got to have warmth. And they even say that if you speak to it and surround it with beautiful, it'll thrive. Yeah. And so I had to, had to learn to, to do that for Leanne. And, uh, there was a big lesson in that, 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 she needed words of affirmation and encouragement that she would become whatever I called her. That was the first lesson God gave Adam. Wow. The Bible says it wasn't good for man to be alone. Therefore, I'll make a helper suitable. And then the next verse isn't that God made a woman. The next verse is, so God brought all the animals to Adam to see what he would call them. Wow. And whatever Adam called them, that's what the animals became. I call this one tiger, you know, and, Elephant, whatever he called them, you know, that's what they became. Then the next verse, it says, God put Adam to sleep. And, it, and the Holy Spirit showed me the reason why is he said, because uh, be, before I gave Adam the privilege and the blessing of a spouse, I had to teach him the power and the gravity of his mouth. Wow. The, the animals became whatever Adam called them, same with her. Mm. And so I had to stop with the name calling and the stop with the criticism and stop wow. with the belittling. And, uh, and then the Holy Spirit said, you know, what do you want? I said, I want princess. He says, well, start calling her princess. Wow. Start calling her and, and you call it out. And then many years ago, and I hope this is all right to kind of, it's a good finish. Yeah. But many years ago, um, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, she was thriving and he was kind of dealing with me. And, uh, and he said, well, what do you want? You know, like, what do you want in a wife? And uh, we just got back from watching the the Chargers, which is always fun with my uh, brother-in-law from Australia because he's yeah. he's naughty on steroids. <laughs> and uh, he, I was trying to explain the game, but he was beside by the cheerleaders. <laughs> and so I'm trying to explain. This is now a third down. They got one more. anyway. And so, so anyway, so we're driving home, and uh, and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me with Leanne, 
He says, you know, what, what are you looking for in a, in a wife? And before I knew what I was asking, I said, I want a cheerleader. Hmm. And then I got home and I said to Leanne, oh my God, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit saying that. And she's like, it's the short skirts, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Kinda. And uh, I said, but if I was honest with you, what I noticed wow. was that the cheerleaders weren't just cheering when the team were winning. But even when we were losing, and, and I think we were like down about 17 points, and they just threw this big pass, and now it was like first and goal on our, you know, goal line. And I'm watching the cheerleaders, you know, they've got a defense cheer and nothing, but they, they, they were just as enthusiastic cheering when we were losing. Wow. And, and I, I remember sharing that with Leanne. It was a really vulnerable because I didn't know yeah. whether she was going to sock me in the eye or... <laughs> Recast out a spirit of last or whatever it was. But, or hit but, you with the thigh blaster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but at that point, I was able to say, this is what I saw. And Leanne's like, oh my gosh, like, you're right. Like, I, I noticed that I cheer when things are well and nag when things aren't well. And, and nagging is you're hopeless. You're not, see, my parents told me I should have never have married you. you, you when, when a man hears a girls, here's, here's a little key. If if you've been after him to you know clean out the garage, next time he gets out in the shower, go. Have you been working out? <laughs> what are you talking about? Your biceps. <laughs> Just natural. <laughs> I reckon you could probably move those boxes in the garage. I did that the other day. And probably, it worked. Probably under two minutes. I could probably do a minute and a half, and he's got it done. <laughs> You don't it need works. to crush his ego, just but nagging destroys cheer. I, I don't know. No, if that's so, even, no that's, that's just, so good. That's, that's so good. And I, yeah, I definitely had to learn that. And I think even, she's now my biggest cheerleader. I'm like, I always feel like I'm ten feet tall. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I love that. I'm gonna have the keys come up, and I think you know we're hearing the realness, the fun, and everything. And Wednesday nights, we always want to open up the altar for an encounter. Yeah. And you know. Uh, you talked about it. It's the learning curve. You know, when you were 18, you buy a fly... Ba- uh, <laughs> fly I can't say it right. A thigh fly blaster. blaster. I want to say fly blaster, but no. <laughs> right. Thigh That's, blaster. That would have been a better idea. Yeah, fly that would have helped. That would have helped. Even the Holy Spirit won't let me say it out loud, okay? That's, <laughs> and now, you know, you, you're the progression. And I think people in this room, you know, room this size, probably somebody got in a fight on the way to church. And I think we just opened the altar. Um, yeah. But... Anything you would say to somebody saying, you know what, like, I, I want to recalibrate today. Oh, I, I, reset. I do. Yeah. I think, why not believe God to have the greatest love affair with the one that you are married to, to do the, the work this year with, with the Lord and with your spouse to to really just make your marriage the best it can possibly be. We hear a lot of the times, oh, we're just going to stay together for the kids. And, you know, that that's actually a noble thing. Your children deserve a mum and dad in the same home. But it's, it's, not, it's not the goal. The goal is that you love being married, that you love your husband, that you love your wife, and you absolutely can. God said in the beginning, it is not good for man to be alone. Marriage was his idea. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and his father and cling or cleave to his wife. Marriage was God's idea. The person who made it is the one who knows how to fix it. 
And so even if you just leave with that today, like it's not hopeless, it's not over. You don't need to call a divorce lawyer and cite irreconcilable differences. It can be better. With Jesus at the centre, there is nothing you cannot get, get through. We've met with people who have had adultery and all kinds of things. Yeah. Just stand to your feet. I just I feel such a beautiful anointing here. Just turn your palms towards heaven. And I think Pastor Leanne hit it so, so brilliant. As soon as she said the words, and it's the Word of God, it's the Bible. It's a Scripture verse. It's as powerful as I can do all things through Christ. It's not good for man to be alone. Just close your eyes and just turn your palms towards heaven. I remember many years ago being invited to preach in the United Kingdom and they put me in a stunning hotel overlooking London and I could see the Thames and I could see uh, London Bridge and it was just it was beautiful but all I could think of is I'm having an experience without my and I remember getting on the phone saying babe I wish you were here and then I, then I had this revelation that Life is not just about adventures and life is not just about moments, but life is about adventures and moments that you get to share and not just share with friends or share on Instagram or Facebook, but share with one person that you are absolutely head over heels in love with who reciprocates and is head over heels in love with you. There's nothing greater. There's nothing greater. And so I want to just declare to you today that in this place, the Spirit of God is the Spirit of love. The Bible says that God is love. God doesn't do love. God doesn't have love. God is love. And right now I break every other spirit, every spirit of dissension or competition. We cast out lust and fear. We break the grip of control. We thank you, Lord God, where there's been infidelity, unfaithfulness, Father God, for that even to be driven out and healed. Whatever wound, whatever lie, whatever lack was underneath driving that, Father, I thank you that everything turns around tonight. Father, we thank you that you're a covenant-making God, that you, you bring two people together, and God brings two people together. And let me just be honest with you. Marriage is awesome because of its challenges. If I went skiing with Vince and I said, Vince, come and do the bunny slopes. Within five minutes, he's going to leave me because there's no challenge. Nobody gets honored. Nobody's in the Guinness Book of Records for walking down their street. But Sir Edmund Hillary is in the Guinness Book of Records records for being the first man to conquer Mount Everest is marriage challenging it's the greatest challenge of your life because it's God's greatest shaping tool if like Pastor Lorraine and Pastor Matt said if, if you will learn to lean into one another's strengths instead of seeing her strengths as competition or his strengths as if you learn to embrace one another's strengths it will shape you you will have the greatest marriage. How do I know this? Leanne and I aren't staying together for the kids. Leanne and I aren't just together. Well, you know, we'll put on a fake smile and fake it in front of the church, but then 
sleep in separate beds when we get them. We love one another. We love God. We love each other. We love our church. We love our kids. We love our family. We love doing life. And I know that God is no respecter of persons, but He is a respecter of principles. And the same principles we apply to our life, you can apply to your life. So in just a moment, I know the. In fact, before even the ministry team comes, because this may even hit the ministry team, I just want you to open your heart to God's love. And let me just tell you what I hear the Holy Spirit saying. I hear the Holy Spirit saying that some, some of our hearts have closed because we've been wounded or we've been hurt. If, if, if you had a flame and I put my hand, or you put my hand over the flame, I would retract my hand without thinking about it. It's, 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 it's just a natural response self-preservation mechanism will well that's what happens with our hearts if we've been hurt if we've been wounded if we've been disappointed our hearts can close and a closed heart can't give love and it also can't receive love but I want you to know tonight there is a Holy Spirit here there is a Savior called Jesus Christ who says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because God's anointed me to preach good news to heal the brokenhearted, to recover the sight of those who have lost their vision, to bring freedom for those who are bound and captive. Father, I thank you tonight for second chances, for third chances. I thank you for healing in hearts, healing where there's been wounds, healing where there's been betrayal. Father, I thank you for transformation tonight. I want to break every lie the devil has spoken over you and over your marriage that this is as good as it gets and it's never going to The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. Well, you know what? We'll just agree to disagree. We'll never. Maybe I should have married someone else. They, they told me I shouldn't have married. I break that spirit. Once you get married, that person is the right partner. And I'm telling you, if you will allow the Holy Spirit and the Word of God in, you will see that person you are married to is the greatest spouse, the greatest gift from up above. Come on, lift your hands high to heaven. Let me just say a, 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 a prayer, a blessing over you. Father, I thank you, Lord God, in a world gripped with lust. We thank you that we are going to rebel and we're going to walk in love. I thank you, Father God, for husbands and wives that learn to serve one another, that they give at their expense to each other one to another and I thank you Father for freedom I thank you for blessing I thank you for deliverance I thank you for elevation and every single person every single person I want you to know you don't have to look to the world the world isn't having great romance and the world isn't I'm telling you all of that is in your heavenly Father's heart he's got the right person it begins today begin to shape yourself today begin to keep yourself today Begin to practice faithfulness to God today and you watch what He does in your tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.